This is Stu Epperson from the Truth Talk podcast, connecting current events, pop culture, and theology. And we're so grateful for you that you've chosen the Truth Podcast Network. It's about to start in just a few seconds. Enjoy it and please share it around with all your friends. Thanks for listening and thanks for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are glad that you're with us this week. And uh, we're, I'm mostly glad that most of you guys are in the studio this week. We are missing uh, Danny, which, it's, uh, which we're going to miss him today. So uh, anyone else we're missing? Kenny. 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 That's right. And Chuck. Chuck. Yeah. Chuck and, and Wayne. and Jim. Yeah, but... And Jim, a few we've missed. A few we've missed for a long time. Yeah, now. after a while, can you call it missed? Darren. No, I missed. Darren. You can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grant's so, not here. Grant, Grant. Yeah, so we got Grant, Danny, and Kenny. Mm-hmm. Chuck's teetering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chuck, if you're listening, you better get back in here soon, or you're not going to be teetering anymore. You're going to be on the other list. No, we miss you guys, and we'd love to have you back. But uh, I'm excited about this week's show, and actually, this week's show will probably uh, go bleed over into next week potentially. Yeah, it's just going to, we'll just go ahead and call it. It's going to have to. It's going to have to. We wouldn't call it a pillar or anything. The pillars of picking on each other. No, it's not a pillar. A mini series. Uh, Yes. It's a docudrama. (laughs) I don't don't even know if that's (laughs) worth But uh, anyway, what we're talking about today, it's a holdover from boot camp. It actually comes from Robbie's talk that he did on uh, Fathered by God. Robbie talks? He does. Oh. And talks and talks and talks. (laughs) But not this one. We won't talk about the marathon talk. <laughs> <laughs> he broke my iPad. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we drained the, yeah, the iPad right out of juice. But no, uh, it, it's from God is Father talk. And, and in that talk, one of the things that's discussed is how we each have a unique version of God's glory that we're given when we come to this earth. When God, when God created us, he gave us a slice of his glory that we uniquely represent to the earth. And so if we don't represent it, we don't show it to others, it just never gets seen. And so there's part of God's glory that never gets seen, right? Unless we learn to walk with him and live in it and learn what it is and walk into it. We're a reflector, right? Yeah, we're a reflector. We, we are. We're just a great big mirror reflecting God. Now, would you guys say add anything else to that? Would you add any more to that? Robbie, you have anything you'd like to add to that? We're all broken <laughs> mirrors. No, I, you know, we got that um, originally from Todd Clark. Yeah. Um, who was on the show, you know, for a few years at the very mm-hmm. beginning, one of the original hosts. And he used to talk about that, you know, McDonald's, they had two all beef patty special sauce or something there. Yeah. That makes you unique. And, and, I, and it just intrigued me really at my very first boot camp that I could go look in my wife, for example, to see, you know, how is it, what's unique about her where, where she reflects God in a special way mm-hmm. that would also be the point of attack for her because mm-hmm. Satan wants to attack that and keep it down and play whack-a-mole. We've talked about that many times. So it's, it's a huge part of our identity mm-hmm. and, and to be able to identify it 
is a really cool way to walk with God in, in a way I never did before the masculine journey when I began to understand what that was in me. I could begin to, and then to call it out in others is even more fun. Yeah, and when you initially hear it, there, there, at least for me, there was part of it that was like excited, and then part of it was like, ooh, what if I don't do it right? <laughs> or, you know, should I really have any of it? You know, I mean, should, but God chose that we'd all have this special sauce, this, this version of his glory, right, that we bring to the earth. And so what we're going to do is last week, um, I had the thought for this show when we're at boot camp and wrote it down and, and talked to, to the guys and said, we're going to do this after we get back from boot camp. And then I picked uh, a randomizer website where you can go in and you can like put in all the different names and you can just hit the randomize button and it'll go around and pick it for you. It's like drawing out of a hat. It's just electronic. A secret Santa. Yeah. It's like a secret Santa thing. And so we put all the names in and we just kind of drew them and whoever got this person got this person and they had to f- go and, and get a clip or, or talk about the person's uh, glory of God that they bring to the earth. And so that's what we're going to do. And it's not meant as a self-serving, hey, look at this person, look at that person. What it is is to remind us all that we all have it, first and foremost. And so helping try to discover what yours is. And we'll go through some of that over the next week and uh, next week as well, uh, how to find that. And Robbie talked a little bit about it. Look at where you've been attacked. That's usually a pretty good indicator of where you know you have God's glory in you. And then the other part of it is how to recognize it and call it out in others. And that's really the power of it is it's often hard to see it in ourselves. We often don't believe it when it is in ourselves because it's been beat down in us the whole, our whole life. The enemy saw it early on and came after it very aggressively and very often and has continued to do that our, our whole life. And often we believe that that's a, a bad thing that we have. We often believe that we're not qualified in that area. I mean, he does a good job of shoving us down. Right, and so when we can recognize it in others and call it out, it, it can it feels a lot more true than when you know you, you just think you see it for yourself. If that makes sense, yep. You guys are shaking your head. We can't hear that on the radio. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. You're exactly right. And so we are going. <laughs> ow. ow! Ow! I know. I, yeah, I'm sorry, Robbie. Uh, you are exactly right. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to kick off the first one. And Andy, you have the first victim or person. Victim. And so you have Rodney. I have Rodney. Yep. So um, so Rodney just brings so much to the team. Uh, when he joined the group, I mean, it was – it took a while to understand where Rodney was at and where he was coming from. But quickly, I mean, as he joined the team, there's stuff like – Robbie, I think, kind of assigned him to the prayer team, Rodney's ramrod, or uh, and to see him take that and where he's taken it and how he's been the the leader. I mean, you haven't ever led prayer groups or anything like that, so it's a prayer team for the boot camp. Um, yeah, our prayer intercessors, intercessors, and he's the one that herds us up before we go on or we before we talk and leads a team in prayer. And it's just that attention to detail that I believe is, you know, I don't know, maybe your room's a mess or something like that, and that's how Satan attacks your glory. It's on a spreadsheet. spreadsheet. (laughs) Yeah, right. But uh, you you just see that in him, and and he's analytical. And I don't want to call too much out from his career, but I think it plays over into his role within the group and the glory that God has given him. He's very... um, Focused on that detail, though, but also analytical in problem solving. So this 
clip is from The Great Escape, and there's this, and this is a true story. I didn't realize it was, um, but uh, this commander Eric Ashley Pitt, also named, named Dispersal, was the guy who. So they're digging out, uh, out to to escape. This is World War II. They're in this prison camp, and they're trying to get out. And they can't figure out what to do with all this dirt they're pulling up. So this guy has an idea of how to do that. And this is reminds me of Rodney of how he looks at problems, breaks them down, and offers a solution. Okay, before we play the clip, most of us subscribe to not listening to the clip about us, David. Most of us <laughs> did that. And so Rodney's not heard this clip. No, but I've seen the movie. Well, yeah, but you don't yeah. know what clip it is. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, now it, that he's described it, yeah. like, I know what he's talking about. Yeah. Well, it's a surprise to me. I haven't seen it. Yeah. So we'll, <laughs> we'll go ahead. Hey, Colonel Hogan's in this. Too, yeah, right? it is. It, Colonel Clink and <laughs> yeah. Sergeant Schultz. So you ready? Yep. Okay. We, we can't destroy the dirt. We can't eat it. The only thing left to do is camouflage it. That's as far as my thinking takes me. And they teach you promptness in the RN? You'll never believe it, but I think I have the solution. The problem is somehow to get rid of this tunnel dirt over the compound. Well, of course. Would you mind? Now, you fill these bags with the dirt from the tunnel. Then, wearing them inside your trousers, you wander out into the compound where you pull these strings in your pockets. Out come the pins. Eric, it's good. All you have to do is kick it in. Unless you're a complete fool, the ferrets will never see a thing. It's indecently brilliant. What do you think, Roger, eh? We'll try it first thing tomorrow. I already have. It works. <sighs> Mag, this is what we'll do. Mm -hmm. Present from Tom's Ah, oh, thank you, Nemo. <clears throat> So what you heard there at the end was them actually doing it, actually bringing the dirt out and kicking it around the yard and kind of solving the problem. And and that's just um, – Rodney not only identifies problems, he brings solutions, and that's what that guy did. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, in set up for camp, which they, you guys say I never am at, uh, I hear that Rodney does a great job at offering oh, uh, you're solutions. Oh, you're yeah, working. You're right, working. <laughs> Sometimes I'm working. You know, so. <laughs> But, uh, and, and it's not just that, okay? So it's not it's how Rodney has embraced these roles and stuff, too. Anything that's given to him, he takes it and runs with it. Mm -hmm. um, and he does it with great joy. And it's just a, it's a blessing to see the growth and, and all that he has done in embracing this from where he came from. And um, like I say, he's he takes it. He doesn't just do the minimum or whatever. He's looking for opportunity. I know it about drives him crazy sometimes because well, we run things pretty loose, you know, free, not to put to be too constraining. But he handles that well, but yet offers that um, you know just that analytical uh, approach to solving problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would um, say that once you know Rodney has a project. You don't have to worry about it. You know, like this last boot camp, I never even had a thought about the intercessory prayer until I saw, saw one in my email. Right. 
And I'm like, oh, yeah, Rodney has that. It's just going to get done. I don't worry about it. I don't think about it. It's just going to happen. But it was kind of fun putting up the, uh, you wouldn't know what this is like, Andy, but when we were putting up the, uh, the, the, the curtains and I was watching as they were putting them up, you know, Rodney had ideas like, look, we can make this streamlined next time, you know, and constantly looking at a way to make it easier, uh, especially as you look at the demographics around the room other than David, we're all getting, you know, older a lot quicker. Yeah, you'll mature at some point, David. Um, but no, it's just, uh, you know, it's going to, the easier it is, the older we get, the better it is for us. And so I'm very grateful of it. Yeah, I, I you know, this it's fascinating to watch, you know, you, you see one, one thing in a person, like, and I saw what, what you're talking about, I call him a zaddy, you know, we won't go into that. But there's other things like, before Rodney came, there was nobody that ever beat me to a boot camp or was the last one to leave. <laughs> it just wouldn't happen. But with Rodney, I mean, he's there. But the neat thing is also how he connects to people. Like, you know, when Hunter asked him to do the Father's blessing over him, like I was like, man, my heart was just screaming. That is awesome. But he does connect with people. We were doing the prayer. It's the whole thing. I'll let you... Take yep. us out to the break. Yeah, go to org to look up Uppity Events. Uppity Events? What we have at our boot camp is something that makes you stronger and gives you the strength to go on your regular walk with God. It's something that will make you be bigger than you were when you got there. I've been coming regularly, and it's just such a blessing. When you guys invited me, I was at the worst time of my Christian walk. I was going through some things. The first time I came, I don't know if you remember, I was couldn't even walk. I couldn't even stand up straight. And uh, I'm walking now. I ain't running around a lake yet, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest things is just being around a group of men that love the Lord and sharing his kindness and his love. Uh, all of you guys, I done sat and talked with all of you guys, different occasions, different conversations. And it's all been unique and, and refreshing. You guys gave me a whole different perspective in life. And you can't hide the true, genuine love of God. You can't hide it. Register today at MasculineJourney.org. Caught a glimpse of your splendor in the corner of my eye. The most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And it was like a flash of lightning. Welcome back to Masculine Journey. That is Third Day and uh, Show Me Your Glory. And so it's a, it's a great song. It's obviously singing to God. It's singing to the Father about Show Me Your Glory. But it, it kind of helped me. And the reason I picked this bump uh, for it was I wanted to stay away from special sauce <laughs> comment uh, for lots of reasons we won't go into now. And but we're back here anyway. Yeah, we're back here anyway. But no, the, the only thing I could think of was McDonald's commercial. And so, you know, I didn't really want to play That's that. Okay. For a but uh, no, it, there was something in those lyrics as he was getting ready to go into the chorus about show me your glory, where he talked about, you know, it's like a flash of lightning, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And when you see God's glory come up in somebody, it's amazing. You know, we'll talk about some of the other people, you know, the rest of the next week, uh, this week and next week. But when you see it, it's just something to witness. And, you know, okay, that that's it. That's different. You know, and you just see them come alive in a different way. And it's so amazing. And, and it's indescribable, just the feeling you get. And so I, I just wish that on everybody to be able to see that in other people and to have people call that out in you. 
you know, to be able to see that so you can see it and know what you bring to this earth. You know, no one was put here by accident. We may have been an accident. You know, I was not a planned kid. You know, my parents didn't want any more kids and I came along anyway, but I was not an accident. You know, God had a plan for me. Well, it gets into the identity thing that we talked about mm-hmm. a little bit last week, too, is, um, you know, we get all these labels and stuff, and we, as his children, how much, I mean, we've you're bombarded with all these other labels to help not only God speaking into that glory, but his sons and daughters as a part of his family, calling that out in our brothers and sisters, the glory, and sometimes... They can get a word from God and say, oh, no, that's not God. But when they get it from another individual, sometimes it helps the process along. Mm -hmm. They really see that in me? Well, I must have it then. And not to discount God saying it. That's powerful. But we don't always believe what God says. And sometimes as his ambassadors here, it's our job to call Mm -hmm. it out. Yeah, he chooses to use us to help. And we don't see ourselves accurately. That's pretty much a given. We think we do, and that makes it even harder to accept something that's seen by others, including God. Yeah, I I promise you that we all live under more labels from the enemy than we ever get from God in our lifetime because the enemy is nonstop at it. Not that God's not nonstop, but God will usually give us the powerful things. The enemy just gives us over and over and over. Every one of our wounds comes with a label. Every one of our... Boy, just agreements come with a label. Everything comes with a label, right? And so this is really going at, and they're always attacking God's glory in you. He's going after that. And so we're going to switch gears, and and Robbie, you're going to actually talk about our friend David. Okay. The youngest member of the team, but very fun. I mean, what an amazing um, friend in in so many different ways. Uh, And what if I I was so delighted that I got him. Right, um, and and really fun to pray through. Okay, God, what well, what do you see in David? You know, what what is it that that that, that, that is really an amazingly beautiful thing? And the, and the thing that hit me between the eyes originally was the idea of father himself, because David is an amazing father, right? And and what do fathers do? They they protect, they provide, right? And and, and he has phenomenal ability to 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 lead a team. But more than that, what I I really thought was I started to hone in on this fatherhood, which is Abba, which is really cool, is that when you're around the father, you feel safe, right? And the reason that you feel safe to some extent are two things. Number one, they have vision. Where there's no vision, the people perish. David has a vision. And, and, And the other thing that they have that is really like, to me, the ultimate thing about David is faith, okay? And in other words, here's a perfect example of David's story. So he wanted to go hunting last year in the Dagum wind, and it's, it's like 20 degrees outside and the wind is blowing at 35 miles an hour. This is not hunting weather to Robbie Dillmore, okay? It just isn't. <laughs> it's fishing weather, but not hunting. It could be fishing weather. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah. But hunting weather, I've never seen deer move in the wind, and the, and the rumor has it deer don't move in the wind. But David's like, Robbie, these deer, they move in the wind. I've got it. I'm, let me tell you, they're going to be out there. We're going to go. This is going to be awesome. I'm like, David, it's too, too. No, no, no. He had a vision, and he was very clear about it. And you know what? I was convinced he believed, you know, and he had a vision. And, and so I went there, and both he and I know 
that you've never seen so many big bucks in your entire life, man. They were running around like they're unbelievable. But why? Faith, right? Like tremendous faith. In, in, and in doing so, he could lead me into a place that I never would have gone without his mm-hmm. faith. And so I chose probably an unusual clip based on the idea of faith. But when you think about it, and especially for those of you who know David well, as you listen to Clark Griswold in this particular clip, it's from the original vacation movie, National Lampoon. Um, Clark had faith. I mean, you can say what you wanted to about the guy, but he believed he was going to get that Christmas bonus. He believed he was going to make it to Wally World. In other words, whatever he believed, you know, and and he was providing for his family, and it it was all about his family now. It really really was. And so as you listen to Clark here, you you got to admit one thing, man. I mean, he had a vision, and he had faith, and he by all means was a dad. She's fine. Don't be silly. She's not fine, Clark. She's dead. <laughs> she breathed on me. A dead person breathed. Oh, her hands touched me. She's stiff already. Oh. What are we going to do, Clark? Well, we could leave her here in the first phone we pass. We could call your cousin Normie and he could come and get her, I guess. That's the meanest, coldest. Well, what do you want me to do? Call Federal Express? Mom, we don't have to ride with the dead person, do we? Please say we don't. Yeah, come on, Mom. It'd be real easy for Cousin Normie to find her. All they have to do is look for the buzzards. Well, then we'll drive her to Cousin Normie's for Pete's sake. She can't weigh more than 100 pounds. Oh, no. You can't put her up on that roof. Yes, he can. You want me to strap her to the hood? What's the difference? She'll be fine. It's not as if it's going to rain or something. Did y'all hear David? I mean, is that not? I mean, you got to admit that, that. Oh, David. Yeah. I mean, you got a good point there. I, did, I didn't expect this clip. You know, I did break the rules and listen to it first. And I was I was like, where's he going with this? So, yeah, but in its own way, it's 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 totally David. I mean, it just is. But it's beautiful. I mean, when you when you see it for what it is, I mean, he has great faith and great leadership ability because, you know, when you're with David, he has a vision, right? Rodney, you're with him. Yeah, I just don't want to be one of his in-laws listening to this and thinking, oh, my gosh, I don't want to be with David in my last days. <laughs> yeah. he, he does, it's like when we talk about going hunting. I mean, he had a vision for this year at the end of last year. And it's like, this is what we're going to do. We can do this. We can go here. We can make this happen. We can have this. And over there, we can do this with that one at, at and he went on his hunting trip in Ohio this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's a man who knows what he wants to do and what he wants to get done, and he gets it done. Uh, the Hope Center, all the things that he's doing there, and he's talking about what he did with Sheets and bringing them on board and joining in. It's like it's when he once he says something, it's basically done. It's like, okay, you can count that one up. He's going to get it done. That sounds like Rodney, doesn't it? He's trying. Trying. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's – it's beautiful when you when you see that because again, I, I just go back to when you guys talked about your where your heart was when you first came to the first boot camp. Mm-hmm. You weren't your heart was okay. I showed up here because Jim said so, but mm-hmm. I'm not really here, and I'm probably not even going to last a few days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and you're still sitting here, and I'm like few few hours actually mm-hmm. is that thing right. is where I was at with yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I just think yeah. that's that's beautiful that it's yeah you have a definite. 
mindset on what you're going to do, not going to do. But when God intervenes, you're back to the faith thing that Robbie just talked about. You're open to saying, okay, God, you open my eyes to something that I didn't know was there. And I'm willing to walk in and walk with it, walk in through it with you. One of the things that sticks out to me that is a God characteristic is he doesn't give up on people. I just love the way he hangs in with his daughter and the support that he gives to that. And a lot of people walk away from situations, and David just burrows in. I love that. Sometimes I want to walk away, but, you know. Well, we can want. It's just the fact that we don't. Yeah, exactly. The fact that you don't. Yep. You know, when you were talking about faith, faith that nails it. Because I was thinking about all the challenges that I've seen you walk through personally, professionally. And there will be times that it gets at you a little bit, but not for long. No. You don't let it set there. You're kind of like, okay, I'm not going to give that ground. I'm not going to let that root grow, right? And you just say, okay, we're going to try something different, and we're going to have faith that it's going to work out if we go in a different direction, right? And you keep looking for other options that you believe there is going to be another another way to do it, you know, and it is faith that drives that. 100%. You know, I mean, I wouldn't, not to throw it back on boot camp and my band of brothers, but, I mean, I wouldn't be at that point that you are talking about now if I never came in contact with you all. And obviously God's plan was this way all along, but you know, it was many of trial and errors of me sitting in that and, and it festering to realize, no, that's not what I want with my life. You know, God has something different for me. And then, you know, he interceded, put me in a boot camp, and, you know, mm-hmm. got me to be friends with totally off the wall group that I probably wouldn't normally have been friends with if you looked at my previous life. Yeah, but, back at you. You're yeah. talking about our age. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> If you want to think that, that's fine. Agent <laughs> age? <laughs> age height with them. What is it, Harold? I don't understand it. I don't ever talk about age or height. No. <laughs> anyway. No, I mean, I mean, everybody's kind of articulated. My words for it would be all in or wholeheartedness. I mean, you don't, he brings the, you know, the, I don't know, just. Don't you say special sauce? No. <laughs> that's where I was headed. He brings a mojo. No, yeah, just just a zeal, the zeal for life, and a zeal for. I appreciate for, that, guys. That means a lot. Yeah, I mean, you do have it, have had it against you, but you've you've stepped up to everything that's been put in front of you, and you know, it, like Sam said, it's been a challenge, but you've mm-hmm. you've not backed down. So, well, we're ending the first show, and we'll be going into after hours. So, if you've listened to this and you enjoyed it. Please go listen to the After Hours. You can pick that up at any of the podcast outlets, uh, any of them. I think we're on all the different formats, YouTube, just name it. We're probably on it. Mask on Journey Radio, go look it up. But uh, what I would like for you to do this week is take some time with God and say, God, give me one person and let me see their glory and help me learn how to call that out in them. Let's let's do that this week. And what a great gift for the holidays yeah. is to help people see the glory that they bring to this earth, God's glory they bring to this earth. Can- Talk with you next week. This is the Truth Network.